Hello and welcome to the Renaissance Polymath. I'm your host, Toby Gagnon, and on this episode, I would like to discuss Thanksgiving through the years. Let's go ahead and get things started. Turkey Day, six-legged birds after football games, a day of overindulgence of food and probably beverage too. Sounds like an American holiday to me. In this episode, I want to take you on a journey and explore the origins of the Thanksgiving holiday, how it has changed when going from one culture to another, one continent to another, and from one era to another. My hope is that I learn something new and dive a little deeper than just surface understanding and hopefully be able to pass some of that information and knowledge on to you, the listener. Together, I hope we can both become more Renaissance polymath. While the origins of the true Thanksgiving holiday as it's known in the United States are still highly debated, to understand the most, we must first travel all the way back to the earliest reliable recordings of human history, the ancient Egyptians. Ironically, I have an odd fascination with ancient Egypt. My sixth grade teacher was a huge fan of that time period, and his passion was something that was infectious. The people of ancient Egypt worshipped many deities and often showed their love and respect in ways that we, today, consider archaic and sometimes barbaric. After the fall harvest, the people often celebrated through days-long scripted gatherings. This included large feasts after a fasting period. Like the Egyptians, other cultures followed similar rituals, including the ancient Greeks, the ancient Romans, and even Native American cultures and tribes. A holiday in the Jewish faith that closely resembles the Thanksgiving we know today is something called Sukkot. I apologize to any Jewish listener if I mispronounce that, but to simplify the translation, it roughly translates to Festival of Ingathering or Harvest Festival. So to say that Thanksgiving was originally a religious holiday would be wholly accurate. These days of celebration coincided with the harvest, astrological events, and even early calendar dates. One could argue that we are very removed from that now, however. In September of 1620, a ship departed from England bound for the New World. The passengers and crew were made up of religious outcasts, despots, and families seeking a better way of life, among many other things. After 66 days on a sea on a ship that didn't have a working stove or oven, which I guess kind of makes sense given that the boat was made from wood, they made landfall near the tip of what is today Cape Cod. This was a huge miss. They were actually aiming for the mouth of the Hudson River, some 250 miles south. Whoops. They arrived in modern-day Massachusetts in November to a land they knew nothing about, missing their intended target along the way by a long shot. Most of the passengers opted to spend the harsh northeast winter aboard the ship. This wasn't easy, not just because of the weather, but because the people were ravaged by scurvy, disease, and malnutrition. By the time spring rolled in, only approximately half of the original passengers and crew remained alive. They made their way ashore and were soon greeted by a Native American who was speaking English of all things. He returned the next day with a man named Squanto. Over the course of that year, Squanto showed the newcomers how to survive in the area, including how to hunt, how to fish, how to grow cop crops, and also how to avoid poisons. He shared Native American traditions, culture, secrets, and practices. Their generosity helped to establish a strong relationship between the settlers and the local tribe, the Wampanoag. This relationship endured for more than 50 years, but, sadly, there are a few stories like this of early European settlers and the Native American peoples. 
Upon the successful harvest of their first crops, the settlers invited the local tribe and their chief, Massasoit, to join them in a feast in celebration of their harvest. It is commonly accepted that this is the, quote, first Thanksgiving. Unfortunately, they did not celebrate another harvest until 1623 due to drought and other poor conditions. As years went by, many different states and regions celebrated a version of Thanksgiving. This was largely only observed in the north, though, as the southern states were largely unaware of the traditions and celebrations that had been developed. New York was the first state to establish a recognized holiday called Thanksgiving in 1817. Beginning in 1827, a magazine editor named Sarah Josepha Hale, you may recognize that name from children's nursery rhymes, and yes, that's the same person, she began to make a push to make Thanksgiving a national holiday. She pursued this passion for the next 36 years until, in 1863, President Abraham Lincoln proclaimed that the final Thursday in November would be recognized as a day of Thanksgiving. This was celebrated as such until President Franklin D. Roosevelt moved the holiday up to be the third Thursday of November in 1939. This choice was done in an effort to help the country dig its way out of the Great Depression by attempting to bolster retail sales. This decision was met with extreme discontent and commonly referred to as, quote, Franksgiving for the years it was celebrated, which is the third Thursday in November. Begrudgingly, in 1941, Franklin Roosevelt signed a bill that was passed by Congress setting the date of Thanksgiving back to the fourth Thursday in November, thus taking the power to change the date out of the hands of the president. There are certainly some odd traditions accompanying the American Thanksgiving. I'll take the last few minutes of this and touch on some of them, starting with the presidential pardoning of a turkey. While rumored to date back to President Lincoln, President Ronald Reagan was the first to officially present a presidential pardon to a turkey. On record. Music is a tradition. In my family, we listen to Arlo Guthrie's Alice's Restaurant every year. My wife doesn't quite understand it entirely, but since Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday, she goes along with it. Others I know listen to Adam Sandler's The Thanksgiving Song as their part, as a part of their tradition. If you've never heard either, consider giving them a listen this year. You won't regret it. Cartoons are another tradition. For me, it's a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Elaborate parades take place all across the nation on the morning of Thanksgiving, none more prominent than the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in New York City. Of course, I don't know a single American family that doesn't watch the NFL on Thanksgiving. The Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys always play, and the MVPs are presented with a six-legged turkey after the game. And finally, foods. Turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy, yams, known as sweet potatoes in some other states, green bean casserole, ugh. stuffing and or dressing, depending on where you are, cranberry sauce, pumpkin pie, apple pie, cheesecake, pumpkin loaf, vanilla bean ice cream, and hot apple cider. You know, just writing and then reading that, I can understand feeling fat, needing a nap, and why the rest of the world sees us as gluttons. Then again, my mouth was watering proofreading it, so uh, bring it on. It's my favorite holiday for many reasons, and the food is actually just a very small part of it. Well, that about wraps up this episode. Thank you for letting me talk you through some of the origins of Thanksgiving as well as the history for American Thanksgiving. I would encourage you to do your own continued research and education on this, though, as I found it very fascinating. 
I'll make sure to link to the things that I discussed in this episode in the show notes. On the next episode, I will be discussing Remembering Pearl Harbor 80 Years Later. If you have any feedback, feel free to send me an email at podcast at therenpo.com. That's T-H-E-R-E-N-P-O dot com. I would also appreciate it if you left a review wherever you podcast. That helps this show be discoverable to others and helps me understand where things can be improved. Don't forget to subscribe and auto-download new episodes so you don't miss any of the future topics. Thank you for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.